There's a very interesting Rashi. In Pashas Chukas. That the Mephoshim try to understand. Klai Yisrael come to compare to the native water. And Klai Yisrael said to Moshe, uh, combatant of mud, why did you bring us to this place? Why bring us to the desert where we're all going to die? Not just us, our animals also. We're all going to die. And Hashem responds and Hashem brings them water. And the Pasuk says, And then the people and the animals all drank. There was enough water for all of them. So we understand that originally the complaint was, there's no water, we and our animals are going to drive thirst. And Akadosh Baruch responds to that and he provides. Not just water for people, for animals as well. But now what's puzzling is on that pasuk, if the people and the animals drank, Rashi says, you see that Kaddish Baruch is chosal l'moyim shal Yisrael. Kaddish Baruch cares about Jewish money. Why? Because he provided water for the animals too. It wasn't just for the people, but even the animals, their possessions. So you see Hashem cares about the possessions of Yisrael. And the question I saw the Zerashimshan asks, and that is, what's the proof? Had Kaisral just asked for themselves, and Hashem would have provided water for the animals too, somehow, somewhat like Rivka, who responded to it, and he has his request for water by providing water for his animals also. So then we understand Hashem is interested in the animals of Kaisral. But as what happened over here, is that Kaisral asked for their animals. Not just for themselves, and Hashem, Hashem answers and gives what they ask for. So, where do you see that Akkadish Baruch was worried about the animals of Klai Yisrael? Klai Yisrael were worried about the animals of Klai Yisrael. Hashem just gave them what they asked for. And he tells us an important pr- principle here. But for that, first we have to know a Midrash. It's a Midrash in Vayikh There's a lot to learn from this Midrash. And the Midrash says at one time, Alexander the Great. Travel, one of his travels in Africa, he came across a certain country. He came with peaceful intentions and he is, is introduced to the king of this country. And the king asks him, Tell me, why have you traveled the whole way to my country? And Alexander says to him, You're a wise king and I know that you judge your citizens. I want to learn from you. I want to see how you administer justice. Okay. So wait, when the case comes up, I'll bring you to witness it. It didn't take long, and the trials brought to the king. So he calls Alexander to, to listen, to hear how he runs the case. And what was the case? One man had bought a field from another. And when he was trying to plow the field, the plow had struck something hard. So he had dug up to see what there was that had prevented the plow from being able to continue the fire it was producing. And he finds a chest of gold coins. Buried in the field. And it was concerning this chest of gold coins that there was the court case. And the court case went like this. The buyer of the field said, I, fa- I bought this field, I found a chest of gold coins. They don't belong to me. I never bought gold coins. I bought a field. And therefore, I want to return the bowl of these gold coins to the seller. They must be his. And the seller countered and he said, no. He said, when I intended to tell, sell the field, I intended to sell it lock, stock and barrel and chest. I didn't intend to give anything for myself. And if he found it in my field after I sold it, then that was included in the sale as well. 
And that's what the argument was. Each one insisted that he didn't deserve to keep the chazi. It really belonged to the other one. How did the king... What, what verdict did the king give? What was the psaq? So the king inquires of each of their families. And he sees the one as a son and the other a daughter. And he says, listen, I have a good solution for you. Why don't you make a sheriff between you? Let your son marry your daughter. And then you'll both give them, gift them with a dowry with this chest of gold coats. Okay, that was a perfectly acceptable compromise. The two men shook hands, they agreed to do that, and they left. And Alexander is a witness to this, is completely dumbfounded. So the king turns to him and says, you're looking very surprised. Don't you agree with the way that I judge the case? And Alexander manages to say, but that would never happen in my country. Really? How would you have judged the case? Alexander says, it's not just the question of how I've judged the case. The whole case would have been different. The way it would have happened is that if one man had bought the field and found a chest of gold coins, and they would have come to me as the king for judgment, then the argument would have been, I bought the field, and the coins are in it, the coins are mine. And the seller would have said, what are you talking about? I sold you a field, not coins, the coins belong to me, give them back. And that's how the argument would have been presented to the king. The king listens and he says, and tell me, Alexander, and how would you have fastened? What would you have ruled? And Alexander says, I would have ruled? I would have confiscated it. It's first, it's, it's lost property and it belongs to the crown. So now it's the turn of this king to be surprised. And after thinking about it for a few minutes, he says to Alexander, tell me something. He says, does the sun shine in your country? Of course. Does it rain in your country? Of course. So the king thinks about this for a few minutes. And he says, tell me something. Do you have animals? Flocks of sheep? Herds of cattle? Of course. So the king says to Alexander, this is where the Midrash ends. He says, then you should know that if there's sunshine and rain in your country, it's only in the spot of your animals. Because the society is so corrupt that Hashem wouldn't bring the rain or let the sun shine for such a society. And therefore you're lucky you have the animals because it's in their spot that you're getting, to, you're getting the sunshine and the rain. And then after me to finish the Pasuk, Adam of Hashem. Sometimes Hashem saves animals because of the people. Sometimes Hashem saves people because of the animals. And Alexander's Greece, as powerful as a country as it was, was being saved in the source of the animals. That's an unbelievable point. But with that, the Zerashimshin wants to answer by us. That is, when Israel davened, and they said, Hashem, we need water, we're dying of thirst. There's nothing for us or our animals to drink. Then the kavana of their request was, the kavana of their request was, save us, and if we don't deserve us, then save us, then save us because our animals. And therefore they use the animals as part of the request, 
as if to say that in the last course we should be saved. And when Hashem gave water, it says, The people and the animals drank. So now Rashi tells us it's the other way around. It wasn't that the people drank with the animals, but the animals drank with the people. Klai Yisrael already deserved that to get water. And therefore, the fact that the animals got water is was because Hashem is chasar b'moinim shal Yisrael. The animals were given water because they were the possessions of the Jewish people. And not that the people were given water because Hashem is putting on the animals. So it's a nice chat on the Pasuk. But there's a question I always had. On the Midrash, we've quoted before. And that is, maybe Greece was a corrupt society. Their way of administering justice was wrong. People's preoccupation with their own, uh, what they could gain and steal from each other was wrong. It was a corrupt society. And therefore, it's a society which didn't deserve to be given the rainfall, the sunshine in its own right. But if that's the case, why do we have to look to animals? If we're looking for something which deserves, so to speak, to be saved, even if the people didn't, why do we have to go to the animals? What's wrong with the children? There were children in Greece too. So why can't we say the children are still young, they're still babies, they're still blameless? Why does it have to be the source of the animals which keeps Greece going? Why would be wrong with the source of the children? So I'll tell you a story and I want to use this as the, point, the principle to answer the literary question. And that is, I for somebody said he was a, he had a non-Jewish partner. And his son got to the, his eldest son got to the age he was going to give a mitzvah. So he feels that it's only correct that he invites his partner to the Bar Mitzvah. The father is not Jewish. He doesn't know what a Bar Mitzvah is. So he asks, you know, it's very nice inviting me to a family celebration. Explain to me what it's all about. So how are you going to explain a Bar Mitzvah? So the man says, look, says Ba'as in Judaism, when a boy becomes 13, he becomes a man, he becomes an adult. And therefore all the things that I was doing as a man, as an adult, I'm now looking forward to my son doing as well. He's joining the ranks. He's also becoming an adult. And we're celebrating the fact that he's, uh, so to speak, he's become an, an, an adult member of the Jewish people. So the non-Jewish partner thinks about this for a bit. And he says, yes, I can relate very well to what you say. He says, I also have a son. He's still young. But he said, I'm looking forward to the day that he turns 18. And he's called, legally he's called an adult. Because then I can take him with me to the local bar and we can get drunk together. He'll also become a man. It's a story I heard a long time ago. But it brings out the answer to the question. And that is, will Hashem save a society because its children? It all depends. Because if the children are going to be brought up to be a continuation of the corrupt society that their parents were, that's then even if right now they haven't done anything wrong yet, but that's not a saving, so to speak, factor for the society. It's a corrupt society which is going to produce a second corrupt society. 
It's a society of sinners which is going to bring up a new society of sinners. That's not a reason to save them. And if that's the case, the only option has to save a country because of its animals. Because at least they're not going to be brought up to do the wrong thing. But if a society which is chinuch system is to bring up the next door as Rishoyim, so that door can't be used as a saving factor. And that's why by Klai Yisrael we find that difference. Maybe by the Goyim, Hashem went around the animals to save Klai Yisrael. To save them, I'm sorry. When it comes to Klai Yisrael, it's the Ridavan. It's Hashem save us, Pishos, Asay the man, or the land of the Help us in the, in the, for the sake of our children, for the sake of our babies. Which means even if we don't deserve to be saved, but save us in Neskos. We don't say Avina Malkeinu. Avina Malkeinu, Asayla man, Behemu Save us for our animals. We say, save us for our children. Why? Because this is the side of the difference. And that is, by the non Jewish society, if the values and the morals of society are, are wrong, are corrupted, then they're going to bring up their children to be the next generation of those same corrupt values. Of that same misguided society. There's no reason to save them. But when it comes to Klai Yisrael, even if we don't deserve it, even if we've fallen short of what Hashem expects, and we've done things which we don't, which deserve to be punished for, but one of the Yisraelites of Chinuch, is we don't want our children to repeat our mistakes. We want them to be brought up to, we want them to be selected. We want to bring them up to do the right thing. And therefore, mistakes we might have made. That doesn't become the shit, that doesn't become the approach of how we want to bring up our children to repeat those mistakes. And then we can say the children are blameless. Hashem service in the source of our children. They haven't done anything wrong. We're not training them to do wrong things. They might be sadikim. And therefore, in their source, we deserve to be saved. And HaKadosh Baruch accepts that. HaKadosh Baruch accepts that. Hashem does have a specific for our children. In fact, when you look at those times, Hashem brought destruction to the Jewish people. It was only when we made the same mistake as the Greeks. And that is... It wasn't the mistakes of the parents. It was the shitter that the parents tried to inculcate in their children to do the wrong thing. Because when a society tries to educate its young to repeat its mistakes, then we can't use the young as the reason why Hashem should save us. They're going to be brought up to be the next door of Hashem. The Prophet says in The father sinned. The children were punished. Says Because they were brought up to continue the wickedness of their fathers. And there was no way that they couldn't be saved. But as long as we want our children to still be sadiqim, we might have fallen short of the goal. But we're still looking for our children to achieve. Then we can ask to be saved because our children. And it's an amazing thing. If you look in Pashat Bishalach, when Klaish asked for water the first time, so they asked for source of the children. He brought us this Lahomis Oisi Vesponai. Let's make my bad summer. They add in. It wasn't just us. It's also our children. Because children who are going to be brought up to to, uh, to be Sadikim, 
already now, they have a schus in their own right. And they have a schus which can save their parents too. As long as the chinuch is right, as long as the direction that we want them to become is to become tzaddikim, so then we already see them as having that schus now. And that schus can protect their parents too.